from the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. We continue same series as we go toward rebuilding the walls. Ezekiel chapter 1 beginning with verse 1. <clears throat> These are the words you find. Now it came to pass in the 13th year in the 4th month in the 5th day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Shabar, that the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God in the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehokin captivity. The word of the Lord came expressly under Ezekiel, the priest, son of Busi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Shabar. In the land, the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Amen. I want for a few minutes to talk from this subject the right messenger for the right time. The right messenger for the right time. I'll make a confession here this morning. I'm probably one of the worst people that you could ever have around when you're trying to discipline your children. <laughs> That's a confession. I'm just not good to be there when you're trying to chastise your children for doing the wrong thing. and You're doing your best to be the best kind of parent. I'm probably not the best person to be there. Because I'm that person who's always going to try to find a way to get you off of them. <laughs> I'm the one who's always going to try to make them feel better and, and to, try to try to ease the tension in the situation. And every grandparent in the house ought to say amen. Because we, we've all, we're all guilty. We, we, it's amazing the change that takes place. We, when we had our children, we <laughs> beat them down. <laughs> but something happens. I don't know what it is. You just sort of grow weary. And, 
And so you're really not the best person to be around when discipline is going on. But the truth of the matter is, my brothers and my sisters, the last thing in the world that a person needs when they are wrong is somebody around trying to make them feel that anybody needs when they are wrong, when they know they are wrong and they are under punishment, the last thing they need is for somebody intervening and trying to make them feel like everything is still all right. My brothers and sisters, here is a case where God has called and prepared the right messenger for the right time. The people have rebelled against God. They've done everything they were big enough to do. Now they have been carried away into captivity, but even though they are already suffering the consequences, they still have not repented. Are y'all hearing this? They are wrong. They've done the wrong thing. They know that they, are, they, are, they have worked and they have, they have sinned against God, yet they have not repented. So God calls and prepares a messenger to meet them in their rebellious condition. Is that the way you're going to be? That's the way you're going to act? I'll fix somebody. To come and tell you, Jeremiah, Jeremiah spent all his days, he been crying. But I'm about to fix up one that ain't going to be crying. I'm about to fix up a leader who will come to you and he'll come bringing my words. We've shared recently, and those of you who have been following this series, you you, 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 you've been sharing that the, the siege of God's people has already started. You remember, you remember that they are already, some of them have already been carted off into Babylonian captivity. Many citizens have already been removed from Judah and they've been carried away into Babylon. You remember that Nebuchadnezzar, you remember I told you that his first attempt was to remove the brightest and, and, and the most influential leadership. He carried them away first. He carried them. And the reason why he did that was because he felt like if I get the leaders and the brightest away from everybody else, then I don't have to worry about the rest of them having an uprising and uh, an uprising and, and, and trying to turn this thing around. So you remember he removed, yeah, government officials and he, he moved upwardly mobile young people you remember a few weeks ago we talked about how he took Daniel Shadrach Meshach Abednego he took them tried to change them but he took all of the upwardly mobile people so that there would not be a threat of a siege while he was doing what he was doing well this morning I introduce you to another character who's among the slaves that were carried away I introduce you to another character that, yeah, not, not only was Daniel carried, not only was Meshach 
Shadrach, Abednego carried, but here is another character whose name was Ezekiel. Ezekiel, my brothers and sisters, he was also carried away from Judah into Babylon as a slave. He's carried there, he's carried there. And the thing I want you to understand now about Ezekiel is that he has some qualities that we need to know about. Other than Jeremiah, Ezekiel was the only prophet that ever prophesied outside of Jerusalem. He is a slave in a strange land, but he's still preaching in this strange land. He is a young man who is part of a priestly family. That means if he was born into a priestly line, that meant that one day he would be a priest. At the time of the siege, he was already around 25 years old. He was older than the rest of the little fellows that they carried away. He was 25 years old and about five years short of 30 and 30 it was the time that you assumed your position as an active priest. So he is, he is one who is set aside. He's already in line to be a priest. And although they're in a strange land, he's among his people. And they are expecting him to become a priest among his people. You know what a priest is. A priest is one who represents the people before God. Remember in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you remember that nobody was able to go into the Holy of Holies but the priest. And it was the priest that took the sins of the people and he went in and he talked to God on the behalf of the people. That's what he was going to be. He was going to be a priest. But the very day that he was set to be presented as a priest, verse 1 says, in the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, the day that he was coming to be a priest. The Bible says that day, the heavens opened up. The heavens opened up and he saw visions of God. Say vision, he saw visions of God and God came to him saying, I, I've got another plan for you. I, I know, I know you're in a priestly line. I know that, 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 that you have been set aside for a priest, but I've got other plans for you. Listen to what he says. He says, I'm sending you forth as a prophet. Now, I get it now. He was going already set aside as a priest, one who represents the people before God. But now the word is saying to him, I, I, I'm sending you forth as a prophet. A prophet is one who represents God before the people. Are y'all hearing me? See the difference here now. A priest is the one who listens to the people and carries it to God. Prophet is the one who listens to God and carries it to the people. So he is. He says, I've got another job for you. I'm sending you forth as a prophet before the people. So we see Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah, and Ezekiel really becomes a model for the modern day preacher because that's what we do. We intercede to God for the people, but then we listen to him and tell the people what God has to say. Sort of the same thing. So, so here he is, one who intercedes for God on behalf of the people, but also who speaks to the people on God's behalf. Study Ezekiel, and you will find a prophet who when he talks, he talks in graphic detail. Anybody ever studied, if you don't read this, read, read, read Ezekiel 
There's a lot of strange stuff in the book of Ezekiel. You, you, you would have to wonder. You, you, you see what the stuff he talks about and the stuff he describes. In, in, in 2016, somebody would wonder, what is he on? He sees some strange stuff. Talks about whirlwinds and talks about living creatures that look like men, but they got four faces. Talks about wheels in the middle of wheels. He talks about dry bones. What is he on? What's going on with Ezekiel? But in spite of all of his peculiarities, you see over and over again, he was a peculiar fellow, but this is what make me, makes me feel better about him. Keep reading, keep reading all through there. As peculiar as he was, you keep saying the hand of the Lord was upon him. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, you may be peculiar, but make sure that the hand of the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I, I, I found, I have found my brothers and my sisters that, that the Bible is true. We are a peculiar people. Are y'all hearing me? That's a little something strange about all of us. We are a peculiar people, but thank God the hand of the Lord was upon him. Here is one, in spite of his pew, he, he was to preach to a rebellious people. He was to preach to people who, who were rebelling against God. And look at what God does. God prepares him for the task that he has before him. Look at chapter 3, chapter 3. God warns Ezekiel. He says, now, Ezekiel, let me tell you something about these folk. They're hard-headed. So they're hard-headed. They're rebellious. And listen, God actually says this. He says, they ain't going to listen to you because they won't listen to me. <laughs> are y'all hearing me? That's just God talking. God says, you see where they are. They're already in trouble. He says, and I, I want to prepare you because they, yeah, yeah, they ain't going to want to hear you because they don't want to hear me. Verse 7 and 8 in chapter 3, the, the, the people, he says, the, the people have hard heads. This is God talking to his preacher. He says, those folk got hard heads and stubborn hearts. But what I'm going to do for you, Ezekiel, is I'm going to make your head harder than theirs. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He said, what I'm going to do for you, Emigal, they, they are hard-headed, but I'm going to make sure your head is harder than theirs. They are stubborn folk, but Ezekiel, I'm going to make sure that you are even more stubborn than they are. Are y'all hearing this? God, God, God knows how to get you. Yeah, and God knows how to prepare somebody. Are y'all hearing me? He said, yeah, I'm going to make you more stubborn than they are. I'm going to make you more hard-headed than they are. So here is this bold street preacher, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, he, he, he's a bold street preacher in a strange land, and he's carrying a hard message, and he ain't scared to carry it. Y'all need to hear this. I've seen, that. I've, seen this. I've seen this work out. I've seen this happen in my own lifetime. I've seen it. I, I've seen a church where, where folk were just mean. I ain't going to call no name to protect the innocent. But I've, seen, I've seen church where, where, where the, the deacons were mean, the trustees, everybody was just mean. 
they took pride in, in how they could mistreat preachers. And took pride in how they could run them off and how we could railroad. They took a lot of pride in just being mean. But I lived long enough. I was a child, but I saw this. I saw God send a pastor there. <laughs> and, and now you, you thought they were mean. <laughs> you thought they were some. And now this guy showed up there in that church. And, and, and I watch, I watch him. I, I watch him. All the tricks, all of the stuff that they used to do to folk. This guy turned around and did it right back. Yeah, I, I'm serious. This, this is this is a true story. True story. He buried every one of those deacons. Buried every one of them. They they just got sick and tired. They couldn't couldn't do nothing with them. All, they died. Trustees died. Are y'all hearing me? God prepared him and used him and made him tough enough to come into a situation. Are y'all hearing me? Now he did all that and after that he died. <laughs> but he did. Are y'all hearing me? God prepared him. Good. See, with Ezekiel, it didn't matter that there was no temple in Babylon with him. It didn't matter that the folk who lived there didn't care nothing about what he was saying with him. It didn't even matter that his own folk were falling away from God. What he had to say, he would say it. He was God's prophet, and he walked in obedience to God so that even in this strange land, he kept preaching what thus saith the Lord. The message of God to the people. The message of God to, to the people was that although you are hard and rebellious people, listen to what God says. You're hard and you're rebellious, but you still belong to me. Somebody ought to shout right there. You're hard and you're rebellious, but you still belong to me. And even in the midst of your rebellion and even in the face of my wrath, I'm still going to keep my promise. Are y'all hearing me? You haven't done anything that you promised me that you were going to do, but I'm still God. And the fact that you have failed is not going to cause me to fail. I am going to keep my promise. I'm going to continue to love my people. You are my people, and I am your God. Are y'all hearing me? So he says, he says to Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 18, he says, Ezekiel, I'm making you a watchman. Now, mind you, they're in captivity. They're in slavery. But he says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I am making you a watchman over my people. And here's what I want you to do, Ezekiel. Every preacher needs to read this real close. He says, Ezekiel, whenever I issue a warning, I need you to pass that warning right on to my people. Whenever I issue a warning, Ezekiel, I don't need you to editorialize it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Ezekiel, I, I don't need you to try to make it palatable. For the folk, when I say something, Ezekiel, I don't need for you to try to soften up my message. Whenever I give you, I need you to take it straight to the people. And I need you to say it 
Just like I said. And then he said to Ezekiel, he says, if you don't do it, the blood of the people. Are y'all hearing me? If you don't tell them what I tell you, yeah, when they are destroyed, their blood is going to be on your hands. Are y'all hearing this? But then on the other hand, he says, uh, but then if you tell them and they don't do it, if you tell them and they don't hear, then uh, their blood will be on their own hands. So here, he is a prophet with a crude and hard assignment. He is a prophet that is called to continually call out the sins of God's people to them. And, 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 and he keeps telling them there is a price for you to pay if you keep on being disobedient. How mean and how hard-headed do you have to be to already be on punishment and still be acting crazy? How hard-headed do you have to be to already be in captivity, already in slavery, but still cutting the fool? Are you hearing me? Follow Ezekiel. Follow Ezekiel. Ezekiel didn't cut corners. He would tell them what thus saith the Lord. But, but we follow Ezekiel's ministry. You'll find that Ezekiel had a ministry that was divided in two parts. He spent about eight years preaching this bitter cold message. He spent about eight years. They had been there in bondage for eight years. He's preaching this bitter cold message to Anno press people but then after he was hard and bitter for that while he dropped out of sight for about 13 years just just didn't hear no more from him but then he comes back somewhere around verse 30 he comes back and all at once now his message is beginning to change are y'all hearing me he, he's told the truth he has he has told them what thus said the lord he has continually had to preach hard sermons to them. But I, I tell you, if you do what God says, God will give you the opportunity to give the same folk hope. Are y'all hearing me? Hear people, my brothers and my sisters are who did not want to hear what God had to say. But by this time, they'd been there long enough that they realized that God wasn't playing with them. So now... He began to share with them a message of hope. And my brothers and my sisters, uh, because he was obedient and sang what God had him to say, then God opened up doors and allowed him to see the future of his people. He allowed him to see, my brothers and my sisters, that everything is not doom and gloom. But there is a brighter day ahead. And my brothers and my sisters, let me tell you, that is the theme of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That no matter how dark it looks right now, there is always a brighter day ahead. I wonder if I got a witness in the house that life would not be worth living. If where I am is where I'll always be. But the thing that keeps me putting one foot in front of another foot is the fact that I know that there is a brighter day ahead. I wonder if I got a witness in the house that's 
walking and talking with the Lord right now. But the reason why you hold on to your faith is because uh, you know that there is a, a brighter day ahead. So here, the same God that calls Ezekiel, the Bible says uh, that the hand of the Lord uh, was upon him. And it says, uh, come here, Ezekiel, uh, I want to show you something uh, about things to come. Bible says that uh, the hand of the Lord set him down in the midst of a valley. Y'all ain't hearing me. The hand of the Lord, he says, I'm going to show you what I can do with dead, dry bones. The folk have given up. The folk believe uh, that there is not a bright side anywhere. But come here, Ezekiel, let me show you what I can do uh, with a dead condition. The hand of the Lord was upon me and sat me down in a valley that was full of dead, dry bones. And then the Lord asked Ezekiel a question. He says, son of man, can these bones live? Y'all ain't hearing me. This is God talking to his preacher. Can these bones live? Let me help somebody. If God ever asks you a question, it ain't because he don't know the answer. Are y'all hearing me? If God asks you a question, he, God is trying to make a point. He says, son of man, look at these dead dry bones. Can these bones live? I hear Ezekiel, uh, he's got most sense than most of us. Instead of trying to come up with some philosophical answer, he looks to God and says, God, I don't know, but I know that you know. Are y'all hearing me? And I'm glad, my brothers and my sisters, that even when I don't know, I serve a God who has all of the answers. And here God gives him the answer. He says, now the people are in bondage. The people are where they are. Because they would not listen to my word. Are y'all hearing me? The whole reason they are in slavery is because they would not listen to, to what I had to say. But now they've been there long enough. Now they suffer long enough. And what I want you to say to them right now is, oh, ye dry bones. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. You wouldn't hear me, yeah, when you had it good, yeah. You wouldn't hear me when you were in Jerusalem, yeah. But now that you bump your head a few times, yeah. Now that you've gone through a little something, uh, I want to give you another chance, yeah. He says, I want you to tell the bones, uh, I know they're dead, uh, but oh, ye dry bones, uh, hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. Well, the Bible says uh, that Ezekiel didn't give him any back talk, yeah. He just took it to the pulpit, yeah, right there in the open valley, yeah, and began to preach the word of God, yeah, and said, oh, ye dry bones, yeah, 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 the word of the Lord, yeah. Are y'all hearing this? Now, now remember, ain't nothing living in the valley, yeah. Everything in the valley was dead, yeah, and dry, yeah. But when he started preaching the word of the Lord, yeah, the Bible says uh, that there was a noise. Yeah. 
Y'all ain't hearing me. When he started preaching, uh, there was a noise. Uh, everything out there was dead. Uh, but when he started preaching, uh, there was, uh, y'all ain't hearing me. Uh, I say everything out there was dead. Yeah. But when he started preaching uh, the word of God, uh, there was a noise uh, down in the valley. I just believe uh, that when you preach uh, the word of God, uh, I just believe uh, that when you talk about the truth of the word of God, uh, there ought to be some noise. Uh, I believe that somebody uh, ought to come to life. Well, he preached uh, the word of the Lord, uh, and the Bible says uh, that bones started coming together. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, and not only did bones come together, yeah, flesh came on the bones. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, and not only that, muscle, yeah, came back on the bones. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, but it ain't time to shout yet. Yeah, I've seen whole sermons. Yeah, preached about the bones. Yeah, getting flesh on them. Yeah bones getting muscle on them here yeah. and I've seen folks shout yeah all out of the church here yeah. but the thing you got to realize uh, at this point uh, the man was still dead yeah y'all ain't hearing me yeah he got eyes uh, but he can't see yeah he got a nose uh, but he can't smell yeah he got legs uh, but he can't walk uh, but then he said Ezekiel uh, I want you to call up the wind yeah come here yeah north wind come here south wind come here east wind come here yeah west wind i want you to go down into the valley there's something yeah about the wind there's something about the breath of god yeah you remember god says i've seen him like this before yeah down in the garden of eden yeah y'all ain't hearing me yeah i made me a man he had eyes uh, and he couldn't see yeah he had legs uh, but he couldn't walk uh, but then i breathed yeah y'all ain't hearing me yeah i breathed into him uh, the breath of life yeah. and man became a living soul yes ezekiel uh, i want you to tell the folk here yeah, i know they've given up here yeah. they think there is no hope uh, but i want you to tell them uh, that there is hope here yeah. there is hope here yeah. i can turn it uh, all around is there anybody here yeah, who knows that god uh, is able uh, to turn it all around yeah. yes i'm glad that i've got hope here yeah. i've got hope uh, and my hope uh, is built here yeah, on nothing less uh, than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust a sweeter frame but holy lean on jesus name on christ yes the one who suffered bled and died on Christ the one laid in a borrowed tomb on Christ the one who got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hand on Christ the solid rock I stand off oh, 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 let the ground yes 
all other ground is sinking sand. There is hope. There is hope. Even in this world we live in now. But it seems like right is yielding to might. There is hope. There is hope. As long as there is a God in heaven, there is hope for you and I. There's hope for this world. And even today, if you don't know him, if you've never gotten to know him for yourself, I got some good news for you. There's hope for you today. There's hope for you today. You can turn it all around. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. You're here today, unsaved, let me invite you to come. If you're already saved and just need a church covering, let me invite you to come.